0: This is Hacker Public Radio episode 3156 for Monday, the 7th of September 2020. Today's show is entitled HPR Community News for August 2020 and is part of the series HPR Community News. It is the 170th anniversary show of HPR volunteers and is about 70 minutes long and carries an explicit flag. The summary is, HPR volunteers talk about shows released and comments posted in August 2020. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash (laughs) donate.
1: Hi, everybody. My name is Ken Fallon, and you're listening to another episode of Hacker Public Radio Community News. This time, it's August 2020. Joining me live from our Hacker Public Radio Towers in Edinburgh, is it? (laughs) The Northern Studios, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Northern Studios. Looking out over the
2: field of haggis. Scotland,
1: yes, indeed. It's Dave Morris. Hello, everybody. Hello. So, HPR is Community Podcast Network. No, it's not a community podcast network anymore. It's just a community podcast, full stop. We're a podcast Mm -hmm. that's contributed to by the community. There we go. And that means every episode uh, from Monday to Friday is submitted by a listener very much. Indeed, like you, yourself. And this month, we already had the traditional summer panic where we didn't have enough shows. But thankfully, our regular hosts jumped into the breach as ever. But remember, folks, we don't want to be uh, having the likes of Ahuka and that Dave Morris guy and Klaatu taking over this network. No, you need to stake your ground. You need to come on board with your show and submit it to HPR. Every page has an upload button. All you need to do is press. This show is put on once a month. It's open to anybody. Uh, We do it now Saturday afternoon. Um, Saturday afternoon UK time, I guess. Uh, UTC. In order that we can have a life, (laughs) pretty much. And uh, as always, Dave will welcome our new hosts.
2: Yes, we have one new host this month to, to announce, and that's Cedric DeVroy. I think. Yes. I, I did get the pronunciation right.
1: Yep. Yep.
2: Oh, yep. oh who are you asking, Dave?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. I will You your name,
2: fellas. Uh, um, anyway, if, if Cedric have got it wrong, tell me.
1: Yes, and poor old Cedric fell into the old trap of telling me that he was going to do shows, and now he officially owes me those shows. So, yeah, it's tough. Yeah, you know, it's a noob mistake there, Dave. But uh, he, uh, <laughs> well, he he's well, stepped up with he's, two so far. He's so done two can't so complain. far. So this yes. is this is great. Yeah. So in this show what we t- like to do is make sure that um everybody gets at least some feedback on the uh, shows that have been submitted in the previous months so that uh quite a lot of the time people I know myself you're out in the in the garden or back in the days when we used to travel places you would be just too busy to give any feedback but you would be nodding going oh that was a great episode and then the following day, there's another episode and you forget to give feedback. So that's what the purpose of this episode is, to make sure that everybody uh, gets some feedback and it's... I don't think we've had a bad show yet, Dave. I i would say not. Well, that that one with the... Uh, I was going to say that one with the earbud not joke thing that I did to bring down the temple <laughs> one time. But, I, but it, I still use that so much. It's brilliant. Uh, yes, it has its own character and quality, I think. And it triggered a... a uh, a few other tactile shows so that, that really did this job. Okay, so let's start with uh reviewing uh the community news show itself which is the one from last month and there was only one comment so we weren't as controversial as we should have been. Um do you want to do that or shall I? I'll do it. Okay, it's from Zenfloater two I've learned much, and I'd like to share much as well. It seems I've gotten most of the comments on my show of anyone here in HBR for quite a long time. At first, they came after me for my show notes. When that didn't work, they switched to attacking my titles. I ignored that as well. Finally, they are... Referencing me on other people's shows now, HBR uh, 3137, Ahuka has a comment from one of his viewers and he's addressed it to me, Zimfloater2. And as a squirrel who lives in a magical forest, I pondered, how could I address this to a human being? Why would he ask me about what I thought about Ahuka's show? Ahuka got only one negative comment on his show and Ahuka called the people who didn't follow his narrative stupid idiots. I'm guessing from the commentary. Study my work, Hugo, and you get more negative comments over time. I'm a firm believer that if you do, you too can have the most of the HPR audience out there for your blood. And I'll never understand why humans would care about other humans not taking some vaccine. It clearly makes no sense and forces me to climb up a tree sometimes to get away from the humans. Thank you, everybody. That's from Zimplotter 2 who right now is very busy um, presuming he lives in the Northern Hemisphere, uh, out there squirreling away nuts for the for the coming winter.
2: <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I I, uh, I couldn't see that comment because I hadn't refreshed the episode because it had been sat here waiting for this day since ah. last month. So I just shot myself in the foot rather effectively,
1: didn't I? No, no worries. But that will uh, make some more sense later on when we uh, go to the next show. Um, So, not the next show, when we hit that show. um, Keeping track of where I am. How to keep track of where I am by Mr. X. And this one has spawned a few shows, basically how he manages his podcast listening. And I was actually thinking of doing one of these uh, ones as well because they're – they're bringing people out of the cupboards, and that's what we like to hear, a show that mm. triggers other mm. shows. So There are many so, ways
2: of doing this, and it's really fascinating to, to hear how people solve that
1: problem. So, yeah, yes. I,
2: that's a great idea, I think. It's brilliant.
1: So um, the next one was uh, quick tips using MPV uh, with your YouTube links. And MPV is the replacer to MPlayer and i use it all the time it's brilliant i also use it on the raspberry pi very very nice player Uh, allows you to fast forward and reverse also uh you can go one frame at a time with the dot and you can go one frame back with the comma did you know that dave
2: i did not no no I, i don't I don't do this sort of thing. I just watch things, you know, on, on, on the websites and stuff. So uh, There you go. It's i told whole new world opening in front of me here.
1: Uh, <laughs> I, I use that a lot for watching YouTube videos, you know, where they put up the flashcards, you know, one mm, single iframe mm, yeah, in between. It yeah, yeah. oh, yes. just bugs me not knowing what it was. So, And then you have to rewind and try and pause and rewind and try and pause. But with this, you can go back, albeit slowly, uh, one frame. It's technically from a video play point of view it's always easier to go ahead one rather than go back one so uh going back is always going to be more intensive the processor intensive than going forward mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's a it's a cool uh, a cool thing that they do but this show was about how you would uh use mpv using youtube links and i think i did uh, a show about how i download all my movies one time, I got hit with a warning from work that I was watching too, or that I downloaded too much stuff on my phone, and then I uh, put in a system to download the movies onto my phone uh, for offline cool. viewing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Good but stuff.
1: this one, this one has got like um, Excel and stuff. Uh, a lot of the old, a lot of tricks actually. But I don't think I would be willing to sacrifice. VLC for this stuff No, I, I I can't really say because I've not tried them both yeah.
2: Um, So yeah, but interesting go, uh, more, as always, pointers to things yep. that I don't know
1: so it's always good to have them Yep, no comments on that show as such uh, Tomorrowland 2020 Daniel Pearsons um, threw this one in mm-hmm. About uh, going virtual uh, in and in having an event virtually and the work that they're doing on software in order to improve this one. And this has got two comments.
2: Shall I do the, do Please the first do, one? Yeah. Father Finch says, great energy. Hey, Daniel. Great energy in this podcast. I generally don't like live music. That's not exactly true. I enjoy live recordings of music, but rarely do I enjoy attending the shows. This episode piqued my interest in checking out some of the virtual shows. I appreciate your contribution. Thank you for sharing your experience,
1: Father Finch. And Cat Nobot replied TML 2020. Hey, Daniel. This is kind of cool. Just wanted to reach out since I'm a fan of the HPR podcast. I just heard your review on. The TML Festival. Thank you very much for the nice review, and I'm glad you loved the show. We worked very hard on it to make it like this. I worked in cybersecurity end of the operation, mostly monitoring for illegal streams. Regards, Cedric. Cedric, shows please. Thank you, <laughs> Daniel. Can you contact Cedric and arrange an interview? Thank you. <laughs> yeah, exciting stuff. Eh?
2: Yeah, That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. The, the 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 need to do things virtually has really stretched people's um, inventiveness to, to a tremendous extent and it's very impressive some of the stuff that's going on
1: it has it has frustrated me for years to have the this I've been saying I've been saying in work where I work okay uh, the views expressed here do not necessarily represent those of my workover um, uh, that yeah well, Okay, that there should be more done for that. Can't really say anything more on that. Let's move on to tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough.
2: But it's, uh, it was great. Yes, frustrating, uh, I, Dave. Frustrating. I went and uh, looked at the followed the links and had a little bit of a look around, it, and it looked really amazing. I, I didn't realise. My kid who uh, my son particularly is a bit of a musician, had heard of Tomorrowland and didn't realise that it was virtual. And he was looking over my shoulder at what uh, what was available there. He was most impressed.
1: Pretty cool, all right. Um, okay, shall we move on? Yes, yes. Quick tips for May 2020. Bluetooth. Uh, how would you say that? What car oh, car seats? Car, seat. car, seat. car seats. <laughs> <laughs> I was going car seats. Uh, car seats, tweezers, and waffles. Car seats. So. Uh, yeah. This is uh, operator talks about Bluetooth. Uh, we can put it in a man in the moon, but we can't uh, make a car seat that doesn't make me want to murder people when I try to move it. Been there, done that. How to sharpen those tweezers and waffles? No comments. Any comments from you?
2: Um. Let me ju- just check my notes. Yeah, um, the, I did like his idea of my, the, the food one, obviously. It was the one that really stuck. Uh, the idea of, of making tons of these things and freezing them. I've never actually done that. It's it's uh, It's quite. It's one of those things is obvious when somebody points it out, but uh, I must uh, just give that a shot because there's hungry mouths
1: around here from time to time, so uh, that was yeah. fun. Yeah, no, very cool. I really like uh, these ideas of operator. You just keep them coming. <laughs> I yeah,
2: these- I like uh, yes. He sort he's sort of got a, a bucket of these things that he, he chucks them into every so often and then yeah. then sends us them in and that's a great idea I do do appreciate brilliant. him doing that
1: yeah yeah it uh it took me a while to figure out what was going on but now that we know what's going on <laughs> like and now something completely different probably could do with just an interstation you know or fast forward or a, uh, yeah. one of those Scooby Doo <laughs> transitions but uh, other than that brilliant love him. Um matchbox restoration. Oh yes. This is uh Tony restoring the car from uh yeah, from scratch, just basically cleaning it up. Uh, a little model. I mean I think I used to get I had a lot of these and they were usually very second hand by the time I got them, you know. <laughs> I would have uh don't know where they all are now, probably Probably yeah, in some could... landfill somewhere. Oh, <laughs> oh I <laughs> guarantee okay. you there, or a bog hole somewhere. Uh, Back uh, in the days before that uh, was politically incorrect.
2: That's a, that's a shame. But yeah, yeah, this this is a Jaguar, old fashioned Jaguar. I think isn't it? It's really, really looks lovely at the end.
1: Yeah. Is this the last one, or in the last one in that series, or is there more? This is the last one.
2: Yeah. 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 So, so yes, it's a. Uh, it's been a struggle as far as the pictures are concerned, I should say, because I yeah, had yeah. to invent a way of taking the pictures and automating the sticking them in the show. Is, and, but it's it's it was worth it from my point of view. I'm glad glad I did it. It's an interesting <clears throat> challenge as well. So hopefully we'll. Be I absent. um
1: I was thinking about that. There is a way in some markdowns to include images as oh, part yeah. of. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do that. But, I do that. Okay.
2: No, it was more that here's a here's a bunch of stuff just arrived. How do we work out which, which is where and put them in order and how do we check to see whether they should yeah, be thumbnails yeah. with pictures behind them um, or not and how do we then stitch them into the uh, the show, in, in, into the notes, I mean, in relatively logical ways without a lot of effort, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. That,
2: that, that was where I was coming
1: from. Um, I don't want to comment too much on that because I happen to know you and Mr. X discuss that later on and we can (laughs) we can uh, (laughs) we can discuss that next month I think so yes coronavirus updates there we go and what could be controversial about that where uh, Ahuka gives us a uh, update on the pandemic and Brian in Ohio has said, some smart people may not take a vaccine. My son-in-law had uh, Guillain-Barre syndrome when he was a child and now cannot take vaccines. So not all people would respond to a survey with, would you take a vaccine? Yes or no are stupid. Also, 70% immunization rate would achieve this mystical state of herd immunity. Lastly, why is the US distance six feet and others in the Netherlands one and a half feet? Where is the science in any of this? I wish Ahuka would be less uh, de- disparaging of people mm-hmm. with different opinions, calling people stupid diminishes what he had to say. What do you think is Zenfloater, hence Zenfloater's comment?
2: <laughs> yes. So Ahuka says, Why it matters. I'm sorry your son got Guillain Barre syndrome. Of course it means he's not a candidate to get vaccinated but that's precisely why it's so important that people who are physically capable got the vaccine because we don't want him to die of COVID-19 either For him it's other people's vaccination that provide protection. The six-feet rule is an approximation based on research into how far virus-laden droplets will move when people are engaged in normal speech and similar activities. If people are doing something like singing or exercising where they are breathing heavily, six feet may be too close.
1: Okay uh seven or two comments from the forest. The squirrel of the magical forest. I must agree with you that COVID nineteen has proven to cause damage to heart, lungs, livers, kidneys, and even brain damage. I think the part that I don't understand was your comment about watching some video that your uh, that you admit doctors would not endorse or watch. Clearly, the medical community is divided on all this stuff. The half which is not siding with the world. Uh, health Organization have been banned from Twitter and Facebook, have their videos taken off YouTube, thus making these corporate entity rulers of the truth. In fact, they are unaccountable rulers of the truth. If, you, if you're if you a physicist in this world and you disagree with Einstein in any way, express a belief in UFOs or sometimes even show uh, realism for some of the things... Shows in Star Trek episodes. You are shown the door. Community will 100% throw you out the door. There is nothing to debate over there. But with COVID-19. It's absolutely not cut and dry. There are no definite statements. From anyone on COVID-19. As you pointed out. They've already proven some of the statements made. About some of the treatments being talked about. Have been proven to be wrong and biased. Part of the blame lies with bad reckoning keeping. Hospitals will take uh, an automatic 1.0. One- 12k from every COVID-19 patient, uh, they log in the system and therefore just everybody had COVID-19 damage, even if you had a terminal cancer or hospice before you entire thing started, they filed you as a COVID-19 death. Great Britain has recently admitted that they discovered the same thing happened over there and thus their statistics and record keeping have been badly skewed. We do not know about the 200k Americans that that have, in fact, died from COVID-19 this year. So far, the data on deaths recorded every year in the United States has varied so widely over the past 50 years. It's truthfully uncertain how many were attributed to COVID-19. More in the next, buffer. You do Skeptical A, please.
2: Skeptical A says, Condescending. Too bad that everyone who isn't as brainwashed as you is stupid. This is clearly overhyped and playing on people's fears for financial gain. And my uncle died due to a pacemaker failure, and the hospital listed coronavirus in order to collect their cheque. This became obvious.
1: But hey, what do I know? I'm probably stupid. Bob says, fact-check on one of your claims. The UK did did in lower their records by 5,000. However, the reason was not bad keeping as claimed above. Was well, is in floater two one. In England, the tally included anyone who has tested positive for COVID-19 and later died with no cutoff point between the positive test and date death, while Scotland only counts deaths that occur within 28 days of a positive test. The official statement is there. Classifications should be done as follows. Um Uh, Death due to COVID-19 is defined uh, for surveillance purposes as a death resulting from a clinically compatible illness in a probable or confirmed COVID-19 case, unless there is a clear alternative cause for death that cannot be related to COVID-19 disease trauma. And that's from the World Health Organisations. And that one is how everybody is supposed to... um, to register that that's all countries whether to do or not is another question of course okay brandon Ohio
2: says sympathy i wasn't looking for sympathy i was hoping you would see that falling into using pejorative statements is exactly the cause of so many problems between people using the word stupid stops the conversation that was my point
1: and actually a very good point uh, i had another listen to that episode myself and contacted a hookah about it um so, uh, but, fine. Ahuka comments, clarification. Regarding the six-foot distance of speculation, I should have been clear that this is a recommendation for when you are outdoors. There is no such thing as a safe distance if you are indoors with somebody who has the disease. If you are there for long, you will get the disease. Then Zenf- uh, there are two links, I'll just do them. Zenfloater2 sent a detailed research of the Corbett report, which was interesting. And Anonymous sent in uh, conspiracy theories last week tonight by John Oliver. So those two videos are available on the interwebs. Okay. uh, Probably enough said about that. Shall we move on? Indeed. Indeed. Linux in-laws. Reminiscing of Floss Weekly. This is where the guys interview uh, Simon Phipps, or not Simon Phipps, but uh, interview um, Randall, Randall, Randall Schwartz. Schwartz. Yes, yep. yes. Ahooka says, excellent interview. I really enjoyed the interview with Randall Schwartz. More of this would be great.
2: Claudio M says, agree with hookah, great interview. Fantastic interview with Randall. I also thought the Floss Weekly transition was rather abrupt and also wondered what happened. I also had no idea there was anything on their blog, especially after having conducted web searches right after it happened. Great to hear from him again and the things he's working on going forward.
1: Brian in Ohio says, follow-up question. You guys missed a great opportunity. The art of follow-up question is dead. When Randall said it was on the blog why he got fired by Leo, you should have asked, for those who don't follow the Twit blog, could you recap the events that led you to be shown to the door at Twit? Here's a link to the blog post, and it's useless. Uh, Leo's terrible Twit is, is long dead, is dead. Long live Monster B and tit radio. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll do the anonymous listener says volume.
2: Another great episode. But Martin, for the love of Christ, will you please speak up? You're always <laughs> so quiet and mumbly. I can't hear you unless I turn my volume way up. Then Chris comes back on and blows up my eardrums and I until I turn it back down again. Perhaps you could record... Each record on separate audio channels and then equalize the volume in post-production. Thanks for the show. Keep up the good work.
1: Anonymous sister, I could not agree with you more. I find it so frustrating. Oh, yes, yes oh, it, it is. Unbelievable.
2: Have, I've said this said as much to you, I think, <laughs> in private. It's <laughs> <Right. laughs> really, really, Dude, really yeah. hard. Um (laughs) and well, how do you (laughs) (laughs) put Robert Robert sent in a a diagram which which does not come through in the comments because we don't accept (laughs) HTML and you and it just came through as a as a big blob of hashes. I tried to make some sense out of it, but even I couldn't fight with the the comment system enough. But the, the point of it was that he does a diagram of Martin speaking, which is sort of very very tiny noises followed by a, mm, mm, mm. and mono, monochromatic goes loud <laughs> 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 which which is very true I, it's a great idea as a, as a diagram it just, <gasps> just just that our comment system doesn't really work so yeah oh, that's the, the audio. Is, um, i,
1: I it, you know that i don't comment on people's audio so long as it's audible but but Martin's audio is not audible, audible. So you, the guys, really have to work on their audio. You have to work on your audio, guys. It's bad. Yeah, you yeah. cannot hear Martin. So it, it,
2: uh, it smacks of Martin being too far away from the microphone and turning around or, uh, from it. You know, it's in one position and he's sort of moving his head side to side or something, or moving yeah, around I, the room I, or something. I don't like know. That. That's what it feels, it, I don't know, but that's what
1: it feels like. I cannot hear it. It is inaudible. It fails the main requirement of HBR. It just has to be audible. Okay, yeah. guys. Hopefully... I don't know how many they have in the bag and hopefully they'll uh, eventually address it. Um, MIDI. Sissex. This was an interesting one uh, about uh, the MIDI spec from Clatu. Another thing Clatu does, you know, famous author, actor, producer... D dungeon master now he's a magician or he's a he's yes he's a magician probably but he's a musician as well yes go ahead tattoo be even more brilliant <laughs> uh you do brian
2: yeah brian and ohio says the voice the intro voice for that show was the best how is it done
1: and I ruined it by saying it was one of the Google text-to-speeches ones, and it was added as part of the show upload process. Um, yeah, because of the eSpeak thing, I was putting different ones on trial. And during an update uh, to uh, GTTS CLI, uh, for some reason it picked the, the standard voice changed. So some of the okay. episodes have this new voice, some don't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. sounded sounded good. Yeah, it did sound yeah. good. Yeah. The, the main th- the main problem I have with those voices is that the phrasing is very odd. There's yeah. all sorts of pauses in odd places. And <laughs> Which... it's just so irritating. I want to yes. smack it. Yes. <laughs> and
1: uh, but, unfortunately, by the time I spot that, I, I have gone back and refixed some of them. But uh, ah, the behavior is different Larry's than eSpeak. I, I, I just prefer to go back to e-speak, but people hate e-speak. Don't write in, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I love
2: eSpeak. I like it. Yeah, I get on fine with it.
1: Yeah, I listen to more eSpeak over the day than I do my wife, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> eSpeak talks to me the whole day through. Okay. Anyway, GIMP Selection Tools was another show by Ahooka in the GIMP series. which Awesome. And this basically shows how the selection tools work. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy.
2: Mm, mm, nice, no, it's good. This is good it's it's just like the um LibreOffice stuff i I use and know these things, but then hooker comes along and points out things I didn't have a clue about <laughs> and, and it's uh, it's just, yeah. just 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 you know he lifts up lifts up corners and says, "Look at that oh I didn't even know it was there yeah. So that's wonderful yeah.
1: absolutely great uh, that's brilliant um following day Clatu lessons learned from magic the gathering game design and this. It is a fascinating show that I listened to on my way into town to pick up some stuff. And I never thought that I would find this interesting, but there you go. It is.
2: Yeah, it's quite intriguing how you would um, design or redesign games of, of this yeah. sort. And yeah. Talking about blackjack and Monopoly, as he was. These are yep. these are two games that I guess most people will know. I certainly do. And and how how you could go in there and hack them. <laughs> it's yeah, really yeah. quite a cool idea. Yeah.
1: And the following day, uh, same trip to town. By the way, T S T, the seashell. I think it's called T C S
2: H. Well, CSH is usually called the seashell. Okay. I don't know what, where, what the T stands for, but yeah. It could yeah, be anyway.
1: T from there. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was good. It was, uh, this was an interesting look at shells in general. You know, we all A lot of people default to the generic bash shell, and this was a, a reminiscing on other different types of shells that were out there. Always nice to have shows.
2: Yeah, I listened to this. I, I have... I have a history with with this shell. Um, we had fifty or so uh, Unix workstations. Long story about why we got them. tell it one day. We didn't really want them, but but somebody senior said we had to we had to be deploying these. So they they came with altrix on them, and Ultrix at that time only had CSH and TCSH O oh, and SH, which was very early um, born shell stuff, yep. and I just became came to really detest TCSH.
0: <laughs> I just, but I don't know. Show.
2: Yeah, I do, I'll I'll probably talk about it at some stage. But I, I I looked. I was thinking about this as I was listening to the show, thinking, should I comment on this to to Clartier? Because Because sounds like a criticism, and it isn't. He, I'm sure there are factors in here that, but that, that he enjoys and can argue as to why they're they're great. And I didn't like them, and I probably couldn't argue as to why not. I just ended up yeah. hating it for for irrational reasons. So, yeah. so you know, it's it, um, it's it's more my mental state
1: yeah, than no, any, no,
2: anything you, practical. You know,
1: you can have that with stuff. I had I had that about uh, one of the towns in the Netherlands. I really hated going there because when I used to work in Ireland and come over, I hit the town just at dinner time, and dinner time in the Netherlands. Everybody's gone home, so there was never anybody around. It was always weird and made me uncomfortable. And then a few year, you know, fifteen years later, then I arrived down during daytime, and it was like lovely city with you know be- you know people pushing prams and people greeting each other in the street, and it was just like a beautiful <laughs> flowers is <are> blooming and <laughs> kids were playing football and all sorts. It's just you can be biased against a thing or a place for rational reasons.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, at the same time I was trying to learn TCSH and Alteryx, I was also managing a, a VMS, open VMS cluster, yeah. which uses a completely different um, yeah, approach yeah. to uh, command line stuff. And it must have been some sort of balance between the two, is so I can think of anyway. I'm yeah. making excuses for why I have a rational <laughs> dislike. Yeah,
1: somebody was mentioning uh, VMS clusters as well recently. Oh, yeah.
2: Um, yeah. Uh, I want to talk about that at some stage. Yeah. My, um, yeah. I spent about, what would it have been, about 10, 10 12 years managing oh. uh, Open VMS. So, um, I, I was regarded as something of an expert, but I couldn't tell you bugger all about it now. <laughs>
1: yeah. I did. And then, we had it in uh, the first place I worked. Oh, I know where I was thinking about it. Um, Tattoo had a show on GNU World Order about uh, he reached Joe's own shell. And I remember back in college, um, one of our lecturers, Joe, had organised a um, sort of mini mainframe for us. And... He ran Joe Joe's editor, and he was really chuffed that he got this. Mm-hmm. And all the software was free and stuff. And we were like wondering why we didn't have DOS Windows PCs because we had no clue about this sort of tech. <laughs> and now mm-hmm. I'd like to go back and you know say to the guy, "I know what you were on about," because he, he was talking about free and open source software back then, and it just went chew over my head. Yeah.
2: Yes, yes, yes. It was um, it was an interesting time. The, uh, the sort of earlier days of vms and then open vms yeah. is it, they put open on it it wasn't open but they put they, no, you put it in no. the name just to make it sell so better i guess i don't
1: know yeah, yeah. But,
2: uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah interesting sorry i went off into completely different tangents during that as you do anywho brian in ohio says Slackware. Jesus, which is thanks for the show for the irish accent as me not brian in ohio Slackware. Thanks for the show. For Slackware current users, AlienBob has a package available here. The link is blah, 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 blah. AlienBob must do a lot of stuff because I hear that name coming up anytime Slackware is mentioned. Hmm. What show are you on again? <laughs> you've, you've lost me.
2: Sorry. <coughs> 3142. Uh-huh. There's no comments
1: on this, is there? No. And then we go on to LibreOffice 7. Did we not... Uh... <laughs> Okay. The following day, we had LibreOffice <laughs> seven released by okay. Ahuka, We did a wonderful uh, rendition of what's new in LibreOffice. To which there was one comment, and that comment was from Brian in Ohio. Now the question is: Is Ken too lazy dead at the show, or will he leave that in? <laughs> I think we all know the answer to that question.
2: But I don't have a comment. Two, three. What number are we at now? <laughs> three. I think one, I'm, losing four, I'm losing it. I'm losing Three. I think the nurse comes around to give me give me medication in any minute now. Three one four three. There's no yeah. comments on three one
1: four three. Yes there is. Slackware. Brian and I. LibreOffice package. Press F five, Dave. You have slower internet over there. So um.
2: Yeah, it's the <laughs> Scottish internet. It's gonna take I think, a while. I think my yeah my browser has taken me off to something completely different. <laughs> I don't Shall know I I need both fingers to to, to type. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Anywho, whether there was or wasn't a comment from Brian in Ohio, we will move on to the next show. Oh, there's a comment! <laughs> HBR 3144 Pen Testing Insecure Object References, part of the Privacy and Security Series, and the first show by Cedric de Roy, Roy. And it was from Be Easy. I deal with this all the time. Thanks for the episode. I write software in the medical field all the time. It's good to see that the best practices that I've been taught are actually correct. Would love another episode like this. So this was about um, a data, the contact tracing application on the website for in Belgium and vulnerabilities that were discovered. I would warn people, that um, not everybody is as happy about you uh, finding bugs and security, bugs and issues in their uh, software or websites. So be careful about doing that sort of thing unless you're authorized to do so. Which
2: is which is a very 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 strange thing I, I always find you know it's like saying yeah. uh, excuse me your house seems to be on fire and then <laughs> you suddenly find you're in handcuffs because you, you 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 must have somehow had something to do with the the burning of the house you know? it's, it's just the, the logic of that is just so bizarre. <laughs> I,
1: oh, it's classic! I'm going to 100% use that the next time I come up. <laughs> It just just nuts, oh. though, isn't it? It's,
2: they've got to find somebody to blame, and you're standing there, so you're it. Yeah. And it's that yeah, sort of attitude. It's, it's, it's wow.
1: Uh, yeah, anyway. Oh, anyway. One, three, four, five. A light bulb moment, part one. I always like to see that from Mr. X. And this was a show that came from you, Dave. Well done part of our clever plan to get more shows. <laughs> yeah, and it did, not it? Yeah. Starting off, I thought this one was going to be an easy uh, Ohm's Law or, uh, or uh, Power is equal to v times I sort of stuff. But it became more interesting as the show went on. Very, very cool.
2: Yes, it's. Um, I was stunned by this, to be honest. I mean, I, I knew, I knew the, the gist of this before the show because it was a conversation that we'd had. And I thought it would be easy, but what it was, um, there were there was um, there were lanterns available. I'll maybe do a show about this a bit later. But there were there were free lanterns available from the zoo where they'd been using them for a, for a show, and they were giving them away. Anybody who cared to, to ask, but they had to make them safe, and in they had to cut off all the the cable, the the exterior cables and they would not tell me what voltage the thing was originally because that might cause me to put electricity in there and kill myself and they'd be to blame and all that stuff um it's part of the same same business about you found the problem so it's you you're the one in jail um but uh it's so i thought i wonder if mr x can can comment and uh well, the answer he, was yes. He certainly could, but but there's no real easy solution other than <laughs> suck it and see or something. I give them over to Big Clive. Do you have a few of them? Uh just the one. It's a massive, great thing. It's yeah. um. But he lives in uh,
1: he lives over in Glasgow, doesn't he?
2: No, he lives in on the Isle of Man.
1: No, no, he's he's often in Glasgow now. Yeah, but uh, he tends oh, to be okay. in
2: Glasgow when the end of the Festival's <laughs> on. I could see,
1: uh, I can see you arriving in with uh, the this great big, the piece of kit. At, uh, as it's okay, it's about
2: close. it's about five and a half foot tall if you, end, end <laughs> wow. to end. So it's actually you're yeah, on the show I'm, on this, I presume. I am, I am, I am. Okay. But yeah. I, there's not much point in doing it until I've actually solved the the lighting issue. I think I was just yeah. going to put some LEDs in it, but because uh, it's a yeah, it's a lantern. Um, but I'd love to actually. Give it the twelve volts or whatever it needs, uh, and and work from that.
1: But yeah.
2: Anyway, yeah. Anyway. is it incandescent? I don't even know that. It's okay. um. I would, I would imagine it w- was. I don't want to s- reveal too much of the story, but there was a, a light show on at the zoo, uh, running up to Christmas and and beyond, and yeah. uh, they had a team from China in to build yeah. it. Uh, ah so it's recent it's recent yeah Ah, yeah. okay cool and yeah, when yeah. they finished they uh, they they gave away all the bits for anybody who could take them away cool um and uh, uh so what what level they were built to i have no means of no means of knowing you know and i okay. don't want to open it because because it, it's it'll destroy it if I if i make cut a big hole in it or something. Mm. okay so
1: following day we had three one four six help me help you with hpr episodes by operator and there's one comment to that which you won't see dave because i've just left it uh title keep doing what you're doing comment is the only thing i would do is put a beep or something in between the segments that was a comment from me to him because we just discussed it Cool, cool cool yeah okay
2: I saw a comment come in just now. Yeah, that was your be it. Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> By the way, you do know that the commenting system, the uh, the queue alert system, where we're working on a simpler for simpler for easy for me to say, simpler version of the alert system that produces a JSON file that tells you exactly where things are in the show, which we will then use on the upload page so that you know exactly at what part of the process your show is in at any given time, which triggered off me putting a traffic light signal thing that I had um, and putting up a Raspberry Pi to it, which triggered that I needed to get a relay from somewhere, which triggered it was in a box <laughs> of all the bits <laughs> that I haven't s- sorted for the last two years, which triggered <laughs> me going through each of those things individually. <laughs> and I'm still gone through my storeroom because of this just so you know
2: yeah 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 i i i uh, i'm in similar similar world of of stuff (laughs) I, i got boxes full of stuff and i i bought myself a label maker and it the label maker is one that Big Clive recommended, and you can say, "I'd like a label that starts with this sequence, and then has got numbers on the end of it." Uh, so you yeah. can, you, it will spit out a, a load of load of labels, um, and so I've been sticking them on boxes and making oh, inventories, good. which made me make a database. Which made, yeah. yeah, yeah, one of those I, one I of those so. cascading things. I'm also I'm
1: I think I'll probably do a show about this once I'm done, actually. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nice. No, yeah, I will. Well, I'll do a show. Okay, that be cool. uh, good. Good. Following day. Now I owe myself a show. That's very awkward. Uh, NIST quantum cryptography update, and they have concluded round two of the quantum encryption search and moved to round three. So the idea is, uh, this is from Ahuja, obviously, and the idea is that when quantum computing comes, it will be able to defeat uh all uh cryptography as we know it now and they're coming up with solutions to that that can't be best by quantum computing and round 2 has been done so this was i will admit knowing naught about this but it's uh sufficient to to uh to bluff your way At a dinner party, if such a things ever (laughs) (laughs) exist again.
2: Yeah, indeed, indeed. Yes, (laughs) to sit outside, (laughs) Um, exactly, and then butt shoulder or something, eat a bag of chips. But um, yeah, yeah, this this is this is really good. But like you, I know know very little about it, and and got just the the, the barest. Hint of what was what was going on, but there's tons of references here which really need to be followed up. I need to follow them up. I mean, so, yeah, understand more.
1: Paul Quirk submitted a nice topic, which was why open source matters to me, and uh, goes into his basically computer history. And actually, I think he 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 was one of the ones that mentions some of the stuff that I was thinking about. So this was uh, quite a good show. Couldn't find anything to disagree with them on, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, Zenfoto, Shall, I do?
2: Yeah. Shall I do the, the comment? Yeah. You've probably done more than I have. Um, Zenploader 2 says, Vic-20. I had a Vic-20 once and wrote in Basic and Assembler on that machine. I thought the tape recorder was too expensive, so I made my own out of a Panasonic tape recorder and a breadboard I put together. I wrote logbook programs, AM tour programs, continental code trainers on the Vic Twenty. It was a fun machine,
1: and very fast too. Excellent, Zen Floater, uh To once you're finished harvesting for the for the winter, can you sit down and basically turn that comment into an episode? It'd be awesome.
2: That would be good. Yes, yes.
1: Yeah, the Vic yeah.
2: Twenty was a six five oh two machine, wasn't it? No
1: idea. I. I- yeah. Got need more information
2: yeah i don't i don't know
1: the terrible business of salmon and dusk was a book that was reviewed by the Hpr book club and they apparently had a lot of problems getting it to play how far back in time are we now on this 2015 or are we i
2: think so yes I didn't make yeah. like a note but I've got that in that date in my head somewhere around that
1: yeah and the next one is murder, murder at Avigdon Hill by PG Hollyfield. If you want to play along, not that your comments will be taken into the show unless you can develop a time machine that goes back in time. Because I think I think they're still doing the book club every month. <laughs> so uh, be awesome. they certainly no. have a have a backlog. As far as I
2: understand, uh, yeah, yeah. So. They're going to catch up eventually, they say. So yeah, very look, good. Looking forward to that.
1: And GIMP Pit paint tools, a hookah uh, common... This is basically the paint tools. And I can't stress enough, as I said to my kids before, if you learn this stuff on one application, you have it. The same concepts are available on other ones. In free and open source, they don't even... Make any bones about the fact that they're taking ideas from the other ones. and might even copy the widgets and icon sets. But uh, yeah, so learn it here, learn it everywhere.
2: Mm, absolutely.
1: And the last show of the month was Miss Reply by Daniel Pearson's on um, how he listens to podcasts using Beyond Pod, and I. Found it fascinating, but it would not be my way of listening to shows. It would drive me nuts. <laughs> no, no, it
2: it. Um, I did actually try Beyond Pod. I think it was free at one point, was it? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. yeah now no, yeah. it's not. But um, I did try it. I didn't use these fancier features. It just played played things that I pointed to type of thing. But it sounds yeah. like there's quite a lot of sophistication in there, which is which is uh, intriguing. So yeah, interesting subject.
1: Very much so. And now my browser's hung. <laughs> okay, so that was it. We have
2: uh, we have part- Yeah, that's it. We've got some got a couple of comments from two past shows that haven't been uh, covered. Okay. So, the first one was show three one one nine converting to FFS2. Um, and Zen Floater is replying to Gumnos. I have a stock from the factory, Dell Mini 10. Never opened it up. One gigabyte of memory, Intel Atom N450 CPU and 250 gig hard drive. Our drive is so old it shows up as a W as WD0. But when I run Figuita 386 on it, it shows up as SD0. Go figure. OpenBSD supports AMD64 variants of their OS with all the Intel DRM. I'm running the 386 version of OpenBSD, and I'm afraid I really don't know if this notebook's Fred Flintstone Lake. Intel graphics is actually supported on the 386 version things are slow but not horrible on this laptop I still have the original Wi-Fi chip in this notebook mine is atheros Dell has been known to switch out hardware on production lines midstream for all their computers so it doesn't surprise me one bit you had a different Wi-Fi from mine I've still got the original factory battery also Dell mini 10 is fanless and quiet OpenBSD doesn't push the hardware into overheating. I need to look into expanding my memory, if that's even possible on this model, as it was the very first of the Dell Mini 10 series. First year they offered the Mini 10 Inspiron. I've always been told the RAM sold it in on this model, and I was screwed, but... I need to open this up and look around. Maybe at least upgrade my hard drive also and put some fresh CPU paste on the heatsink. It's over 12 years old now, still very reliable, and I use it every day. I'm using it now to type your message. Take care and bye.
1: Cool. Um, Arduino uh, Archer72 replied to his own show about uh, the Arduino-controlled Christmas lights. I was not meaning to have a Christmas episode in July. That is just the way it turned out. It was more a matter of letting life get in the way as the project was finished in mid-December. That, and I get nervous about having to too short of shows, or it might not be interesting enough. It was definitely interesting enough. Please yeah, was, do more was, of those of shows. <laughs> there's no such thing as too short of a show or too long of a show here in HBR. So... That was the comments, and then uh, we had, oh yes, we had, we had, we had uh, news on the mail list from uh, Sig, Flip, Cinebub, whatever he calls that. I've been thinking about setting up a show on the local radio station, KFAI, the show will be made out of episodes, so I will just rebroadcast in HBR over the uh, uh, over the radio. Does anybody, what does everybody think of this? Apparently I've lost my ability to speak. <laughs> happens, yes. Did you do Honky? So
2: um, Honky replies, I think it's a great idea.
1: And Kevin O'Brien says, speaking for myself, everything is Creative Commons by SA. Since I always give my name at the beginning, the by part is automatically covered. If you include the whole show, uh, just make sure it's share-alike, and I have no problem. Um, Mike, do you want to do Mike Rays on, and uh-huh. then I'll do my own? Uh,
2: Mike says, given the wildly varying length of HBR episodes, how could you possibly schedule... A regular show to fit the same time slot each day.
1: Which is a very good question. (laughs) And I replied, brilliant idea. We have durations available for every show. So if there is anything you need us to do to make it more accessible, just give us a shout. would absolutely be well open to that sort of thing.
2: And uh, Taj Sara says
1: to, to, to the general question, love it. And I requested more shows, called for shows basically. And I put up a request for Mastodon server. Um, so we have a Twitter feed at the minute, and uh, that. So we have an RSS feed that feeds Twitter, but we should probably feed the other social networks out there. So if anybody wants to take that as a project, please do so. (laughs) I would appreciate it. No? Nothing to say about that, Dave? Uh, No,
2: it just sounds like a good idea, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't have enough expertise to be able to do it, but yeah, if you uh, set something up somewhere or tell us what to do, then we can make sure the HPR feed is sent on the... Freedom. What does Fediverse? Freddyverse? Thingiverse. Anyway, yep. Uh, Sigflop, and possibly a very related uh, <laughs> uh, post, says eps.php does not like extra variables on the get request beyond ID. This is especially bad for linking to HPR episodes from Facebook, for example. Uh epid equals 837 works but epid 1837 question mark other equals pants does not work and mike comment
2: yeah mike says that's because the second question mark should be an ampersand gives an example of how you do that there shouldn't be a question mark after the page URL and before any get variables all other get variables are separated by an ampersand be careful to early any characters such as space
1: which will go into percent 20 and I replied mm-hmm. while Mike is correct however and the URL will not work either because uh, we know exactly how many options there should be on the page and what format there should be. And we use that fact to prevent attacks on the website. So if anybody, quite often we get question marks stuff, big long, trying to extend the buffers out or trying to make use of stuff. So I do lots and lots and lots of checks. Mm -hmm. Probably not enough. Never uh, never enough probably but <laughs> oh, no, I shoot enough, myself enough. enough the like. like. <laughs> It makes it also makes changes quite difficult because uh like the other day when we changed the to add the variable to the database, then the IDs got messed up and mm-hmm. yes, it was a bit complex. But I knew.
2: I think the the gist of this was
1: that Sigflop was
2: using a question mark as the the argument delimiter where it should have been a it's a very, very just weird design, I've always thought. Question mark to start with and then an ampersand later. never yeah. quite understood why anybody came up with that, that design, but there you go. I'm sure there nice, is an answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I just see the next one. I, I intended to send that to the admin mail list and not the main mail list, so we won't cover it here. Um, Mike Ray uh, sent in a very good uh, topic. Hello, guys and gals. I'm currently working on a project using... Template colon colon kit. I'm finding Dave's show on the subject very useful. I have a small favor to ask with reference to writing show notes and accessibility for those of us using screen readers. All the screen readers have, I use, use, landmark navigation keys. Typically, one can press a particular key and jump between the HTML tags. For example, I jump from link to link using uh, NVDA in windows with the k key and here is the accessibility bit in the page it's sprinkled with this kind of thing so paragraph you'll find the instructions for feeding elephants here uh, where a href page equals here so the here is a hyperlink to the page but if i jump to that link my screen reader says here well what is here better to write it with p a h Ref page you can find the instructions for feeding relevant elephants here and that whole thing is the href the whole line markdown allows that kind of thing too. thanks Mike to which Dave replied
2: <laughs> Dave takes a long time to click the button and to go to the next page hi Mike glad my template toolkit stuff has proven useful I use it daily since it's behind the notes my shows quite a number of other document generation tasks I carry out. Um, then, I, then, as un, in answer to the the uh, the link business, I say guilty as charged. I usually try not to do this, but I realize I have some boilerplate files that contain the markdown equivalent of um, making a link of the word here. I know it's generally bad form, but I could not have said exactly why till I read your email. I shall desist henceforward.
1: Excellent. This is great context. Thanks for that, Mike. I'm on board, says Tlatu. And Taj says, so just to clarify for myself, it is preferable for accessibility to make the entire sentence a link instead of individual words?
2: That's nicely summarised, actually. That was I, I did appreciate that question. And uh, Mike says, hello, if a site only has the word here linked in multiple links that take the user to lots of different res- resources, and navigating those links by using the keyboard to jump from link to link, the screen reader says here, 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 here. But what is here? You should make at least a sensible portion of the sentence, a link, so the, the user using a screen reader knows what each link is without having to use the arrow keys to read the full sentence, because presumably um, just as me, you presumably have to back up from the here to find out what the hell the here is referring to. Yeah, yeah, so to, to do it, so uh, yeah, I do really, really appreciate that. I've <laughs> never thought, uh, I, never, yeah. Thought.
1: I've, I've started, um, I've started doing this now in some of the shows that I'm preparing my show notes for, and it's doing my head in because. Yeah, I'm so used to just taking the title of the page in their article, blah, 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 and then putting the title of the page in. So I now need to think about how how a piece of text is read by the person reading it. And then I'm also thinking now about, okay, say I jumped here. I say I'm Mike and I'm jumping here to this section, which is GitHub or something. Now I need to extend the link from being GitHub to be... My repo on GitHub, but that still won't be enough because if I have several links to that my repo and rip, my, so at one point the whole thing becomes one great big hyperlink that makes it difficult for sighted people to read. But yeah, that's yeah. oh yeah, it's a quite challenge a rather than a <laughs> rather than a problem to be brutally mm-hmm. honest. And I don't use that uh, expression very often. But there you go.
2: I. Uh, um... I'd forgotten I'd written a message. I asked Mike, in Markdown, there's a so-called reference link through which a title can be provided. This populates the title attribute in the link. I use these in my notes a moderate amount, partly because hovering over the link shows the title. Um, Do screen readers read the title attribute at all? If they do, is it helpful, since it doesn't necessarily provide the sort of
1: information that you're referring to? And Mike replies to that saying, little windows that come up when the mouse hovers over it, tooltips, you should call them, are worse than useless since blindfold folks mostly do not use the mouse. Most screen readers have a keyboard way of moving the mouse pointer to where the virtual review cursor is and then simulating a left or right click on the keyboard. But these little hover things don't show up. It may be a setting in my screen reader, but these things are distracting. Better to link as much of the sentence is necessary to describe where the link goes instead of just here. I think it is bootstrapping what provides a popper to do a little tool tips, but again, pretty useless for us. I'm doing this from memory, but I think the markdown is something like uh, square bracket, open square bracket, find the template manual here close square bracket, and the little link, and then TT would point to the URL. It would be better than find the template, manual, open square bracket here, close square bracket, TT. Because, again, you will create a link that just says here.
2: So um, Brian in Ohio says, how about doing a show to explain this to people who want to help but still give show notes in plain text?
1: Channeling his... uh, Can Brian is (laughs) Um, Dave? I I, I did uh, the next one, yeah.
2: Okay, Uh, this is reply. This Brian to Mike's reply to me. Okay, that's what I wanted to know. Titles are just for pop ups and aren't useful for screen readers. I won't stop using them, but I will try and make the link text more meaningful in stuff that I write. And then, um, yeah, he's, uh, he's talking about the markdown aspect of it and um, that you can just produce a, a link that says here so I say you're correct that's how it's done it's a useful feature for me because I can make several references to the same link but I take the point that the link text is the key part for blind users
1: um, And Mike says thanks Dave it's a very subtle thing. But it is one of the more serious accessibility gaps guaranteed to have me shouting at my computer. If I haven't already got a sore throat from shouting at today program. At the today program. Unfortunately, HTML5 has introduced some interesting accessibility gaps, but at least these days people are not using tables to format web content. Tables are for tabular data, libraries like Bootstrap. Are fantastic you now for responsive web content that works right on all types of screens. Uh, and I reply back to Mike. Hi, Mike. We'll be checking this from now on. If you have time, I can send uh, I can send you some links to the shows after they're posted, so you can verify them before they go live. But basically, I'm just saying if Mike comes across any of this stuff, just uh, email to the admin list saying show blah 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 needs some work and we'll fix it I guess Dave says mm, me yep. equally giving you work but yeah
2: um, then Kevin O'Brien says I think I have the same question as Brian in Ohio I submit my show notes in plain text and to do this I just put the links in as plain addresses if there's a better way to do it I need to know what that way is
1: And you replied.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Keep doing this. I'm not looking ahead. Um, So this is replying to, to Kevin. I most often process incoming show notes. If they are plain text, then I turn them into Markdown. I wrote a Perl script. Make Markdown, it's called that recognises URLs, determines that if they are pictures or not, rewrites them to be suitable for the Pandoc processor. I call the script from Vim, which is my editor of choice. The links generated by this method in the final HTML look like, and then as an example of the, the HTML, which is an A tag with, with the URL as the, the href, and also as the text, the link text that you would click my own shows, I use Markdown and Pandoc and send in the HTML that's generated. I was sort of trying to answer Kevin's
1: uh, yeah. basic question. And Mike says, here again is an explanation, this time in Markdown, one bad. You can find the manual for the template, square bracket here, close square, uh, square, square bracket, open square bracket, TT, close square bracket, open square bracket, TT, close square bracket, colon https the manual for tt good is you can find the open square bracket manual you can open square bracket find the manual for template here close square bracket link to tt and then the tt link goes here's the url note that you are not these are not the right URLs are just some nonsense I put in. The bad example, jumping to the link, my screen reader says here, and jumping to the second one says, find the manual for the template here. You can understand the difference. If the first one, I land on a link and have no idea what here is, so then I move the cursor to read here what it is, or to hear what it is. So for here with your ear, what here is. So for show notes submitted in Markdown as in HTML, it goes down to the author, I guess, uh, rather than Dave's gizmos. So, interesting thought on um, on that whole topic.
2: Yeah, it's it's yeah. A, it's a revelation as far as I'm concerned. I mean, it's a, it, it's just something I should have worked out for myself, but didn't. So, uh, yeah. it's uh, it's good that, that that Mike pointed this out. So, yeah.
1: I think everybody, if you want to get a feel for what he's on about, uh, go use e-links and just use the tab and arrow down in e-links on the page and you'll you'll see visually what's happening and why uh, why he's asking for, for this. But in general, it's just better hygiene, I think. So we shall do this. Uh, last one is the free UK Foundation ham radio course. And I know somebody who's just done this and become a uh, licensed amateur radio on the previous course. So the next free Radio Foundation online training course is run by the uh, volunteers at Essex-Ham. It starts on September the 6th. And you can find instructions for that. And it's, uh, by all intents and purposes, quite good. They've got videos. They've got PowerPoints. Uh, even have uh, LibreOffice versions, uh, Oasis document format. So, um, Yeah. It's not too difficult, apparently, and you should uh, do it if you can. Mm-hmm. Cool. Anything else that uh, went on, Dave? Tags. How are tags doing? Yes,
2: um, we had uh, 12. 12 shows had tags and summaries added to them, and Windigo contributed um, a number to that, and so did I. So uh, we've made a Brilliant.
1: Uh, move forward again. Yes, I am using that tags page more and more and more just to uh, I know I've heard a show somewhere about it and where is it and then I go and open up the shows there. It's it's brilliant. It will be promoted at some point, Dave, just as soon as I get my stock thing sorted out. Mm-hmm.
2: If you okay. want any uh, changes, let me know.
1: So I've just lost my record button, which is never, never a good feeling. <laughs> anyway, um I really hope we don't need to re-record the show, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It's Was there anything cool. else that went on? Yes, There's... I mentioned I updated the database a little bit to the reservations page. I met some Updates to the documentation on the workflow. And then Mm -hmm. I got distracted. Yes.
2: I don't have anything else to to add myself. So that's
1: it. Yeah. Tune in tomorrow for another exciting episode of Hacker. Public. Radio. Join us now and share the software. You'll be free. You'll be free. You'll be free. You'll be free. Oh, join us now and share the software. You'll be free. Hackers, you'll be free.
0: You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org.